Hi, everyone. Welcome to Optimism's Peak. My name is Shanique. This is a podcast where you would hear conversations that will help you grow professionally, personally, and mentally. Again, my name is Shanique, and I am an optimist. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a bunch of things. (laughs) So today we have a special guest. We have Nika, Nika M. She is a licensed nurse. Um, She has a wealth of information, a wealth of experience. So welcome, Nika. I'm so happy that you're here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So um, my first question for you is, uh, can you tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, why you've gotten into nursing or how you got into the nursing field and um, in your experience in nursing so far? Yeah, so I know it's cliche to say, but I actually like helping people. So in that, I found myself in nursing. Um, So I finished my LPN and I started off working in assisted living in nursing home and to broaden my knowledge of um, my and my skill, I started moving over to med surge. I've done primary care. I've done women's health, um, GYN. And for the last four years um, out of eight, I have been in hematology oncology where I um, do chemo and venous access. So yeah, I've had a breadth of knowledge in nursing of all areas of mostly all areas um but i have a lot of my experience in oncology helping cancer patients okay very nice um so can you tell us a little bit more about like this area of contracts i see that like um, more and more people are talking about like nursing contracts i don't know if they've recently gotten popular if they're they've been popular or if the pandemic was the onset of that can you talk a little bit more about like contracts and kind of a generalization of what they are Yeah, well, contracts have always been around because there's always been a nursing shortage and there's always been this need to fill these positions temporarily until they get permanent people in which you're hired by a third party company, um, an agency to fulfill the need of a hospital or clinic or whichever facility may need you. So contracts have become very popular since the pandemic because, you know, during the pandemic, we lost a lot of nurses who were on the front line. Um, shout out to all the nurses on the, that were on the front line who yeah. were dealing with COVID and helping you guys rock. Um, we lost a lot. A lot of people left the field. A lot of people, you know, lost their lives. And that's where contracts got its popularity because we needed people to respond rapidly to a crisis. And um, since then, everyone is just talking about contracts and jumping on the wave of contracts as a form or traveling as a form of nursing um, experience. So to explain what a contract is, basically a facility needs a person, right? They mm-hmm. cannot hire a person for whatever reason, whether their ad is not getting enough um, enough clickbait and enough attention, whereas uh, the need is not being filled. So what they do is they start an agency 
um, and they come to this agency and they're like, hey, we need a nurse. That agency then puts an ad up and they you work through this agency for a specific length of time in whichever field or whichever specialty they need you in. And it's a contract, right? It specifies a certain length of time you work. It specifies how much you get paid and where and where you'll be working and you guys negotiate it out and you go work for a specific amount of time and you either stay on for longer or you go to another agency or another contract. Okay. How does a nurse find a contract? Is it as simple as doing a Google search or? It is as simple as doing a Google search. Um, Since the pandemic, it is so popular. You can literally type in contract nurse and it pops right up with a slew of agencies that you can work with. Um, And it will basically give you the breakdown of how to jump on with these different companies and what they require of you to start. Okay. Are there like popular nursing contract agencies like that are more, you know, reputable than others or does it depend on what region you're in? I feel like uh, I wouldn't say more reputable, but I would say more popular. Mm -hmm. Some agencies are a lot more popular than others. Um, It doesn't depend on the region. Uh, Just some people just gravitate to certain agencies because their name is more popular. Um, And, you know, with the name popularity, it's more trust, right? Because if everybody knows this agency, you're more likely to feel trust going and doing a contract across the United States with them because you feel like you're going to be in good hands. Okay. What are some, if you don't mind saying, like, what are some agencies that you think are what are, what are some agencies that are actually popular? I wouldn't even say like in your opinion, but like what are some big ones out there? Okay, um Total Med is a really big one. Um I like Total Med. Uh pros of Total Med, they have they are across the United States. So you can get contracts in all 50 states. Their pay is pretty good, um, is pretty competitive. Uh, They're quick to respond. And although I have never worked with Total Med because I have never been able to to secure a contract to my liking with them, I do have nursing colleagues who have had really good experience with Total Med. And an agency that I frequent is Aya. Aya has has come under some fire in the media, but I still stand behind Aya Healthcare because I have worked several contracts with Aya and they are one of the most attentive They are one of the most um, responsive agencies that I've worked with. And I've been working with about a good three or four agencies. And I feel like uh, although the media may say something different, I find them to be very transparent. Um, My onboarding process was the best onboarding I've had. Um, Mind you, this is not sponsored. Yeah, I, I, I like Aya personally. Okay. It seems like everybody does. That's one of the more popular ones. But just to name a few, I like those two. I tend to stick between those. Okay. So I don't even know where I want to head with this, right? Because on one end, I really want to talk about um, negotiation. But on another end, I actually want to talk about those girls who can't travel, right? And, um, you know, people who have responsibilities who can't really travel, who think that, you know, contract nursing is not for them. Can you speak a little bit about to about like local contracts and, and how beneficial they are or if they are beneficial or if they are worth it? 
Right. So I don't know about in everyone's state, um, but in the state that I am in, local contracts are a thing. Um, Most agencies will offer you what's called a blended rate. Um, Well, let's start with breaking down how contracts work, right? You will get a contract and contracts are broken down by they give you a taxable rate. They give you an untaxable stipend, whereas that's the amount of money that you are guaranteed as long as you work. Um, a certain amount of hours and that will be um, stipulated in your contract. Like they will tell you that when the amount of hours you have to work to qualify to get that untaxed stipend. It also comes with a mill and lodge stipend as well. And they will also give you your breakdown of your overtime rate or um, time and a half rate or a callback rate, meaning the facility, you went home, you fell asleep, and the facility is like, hey, can you come back? We're still short. You get paid a separate rate for that. And all of that together will come up to a total weekly rate. And that can be anywhere from 1500 a week up to, I don't know, 5K a week. That's the numbers that were being seen during the pandemic. But that rate varies and fluctuates depending on the need, depending on the state. Now, when you go local, local, you don't get the same breakdown because um It's called a blended rate. What they will do is they will take all of those incentives and they will do a calculation and give you a number, which is called your local rate, which is a per hour rate. It's an hourly rate. And that's how your local contract rate will be broken down. And that's the amount that you will be paid. Now, the trick to that is some in some states, these contracts are far. Um, Some contracts can be 20 miles away. Sometimes it's 30 miles away. And unfortunately, that's where most of the higher paying contracts will be. And the benefit of that is once you work a certain distance, some companies require 30 miles, some companies require 50 miles, you qualify for that stipend. You qualify for that lump sum of money where you get that guaranteed untaxed per week, which means it gives you a higher take home because that amount of money is not being taxed off, off the front end. So... To me, I like both local and when you're local, I should say this first, when you're local, you can do either. It doesn't necessarily mean because you're local, you can't take this 50 mile away contract. You're still considered a local contract. Also, you may have a facility that's five miles away from you and you can do that blended rate. And the glory of it is you set the terms of where you, how you work. You set the terms of how many weeks you work. You set the terms of what days you would like to work. If you need any days off to vacation or you know you have a doctor's appointment or some events coming up, those are called blackout dates and they cannot schedule you on those dates. So it just gives you a lot more freedom and flexibility with scheduling and work-life balance. So I like local contracts for the people who can't travel, who have children, or who feel like they are tethered to a certain location because you get all the perks and the pay of um, a travel contract, but you're local and it still gives you the same amount of freedom as people who are able to go a little further. Nice. Thanks. That's really, really helpful. Um, Can you talk a little bit about negotiation and negotiating your contracts? I know that some people like probably take what's given, like what's given to them, but can you just speak to the amount of power that you have to take control of your own um, contract? Sure. Um, So when you're, when you 
with anything, with any employment, I feel like if you know your worth is more is more than what they are offering, you should always counter. And it goes to say, it goes with contracts as well. You should always counter if you feel like you're being lowballed on on the rate. And uh, you have to take into consideration if you're a local contract and they're offering you a rate that is closer to what you would have been staffed, you have to either negotiate it or or you have to consider, is this worth me traveling? Because if you're going 10 to 15 or even 20 miles away, you have to pay for gas. That's time, that's mileage on your car. That's wear and tear you have to pay for on your car. That's either if you're not driving and you're taking transportation that's transportation money that's time that you're spending traveling you have to take these things under consideration when they offer you a rate and if you feel like that rate is not reflective of your experience the amount of time and effort that you're putting into getting to and from your contract in the amount of miles on your car, the repairs you're going to have to make on your car and the gas you're going to have to spend per week, then you should definitely negotiate. And when you're negotiating, you mention all those things. You be transparent and you say, hey, um, you know, I need to know if this rate can come up a little bit because these are the factors that are playing into me not being able to take this contract at where it is. And if it's just based on your experience and you know you have the experience to get paid more, play up your experience. Like, you know, tell them I have four or five years as a nurse in this area and or I have this in this area. Um, and don't be afraid if they say no that doesn't mean it's the end it's so many contracts out here it is literally thousands of contracts and the glory of contracts listen up nurses the glory of contracts are not one company holds one contract so you may see your favorite hospital with one particular company and you're like hey i don't feel like this is reflective of my experience and they're like nope we're not budging on our pay you can literally go look for at other companies and nine times out of ten other companies will have your same contract posted and you get to basically rate shot between companies and see who is going to offer you the most competitive rate and um take it from there and who's also going to be more flexible with the rate to get it closer to what you feel like you should be paid and sometimes if you just like if you're in Target and you want to use you know the well Walmart sells it for this, for this price you can kind of do that with the agencies on contracts you could be like hey you know company XYZ over here is offering a whole $10 more than you. I can show you the rate. Why would I take this contract for this rate? And this company is definitely offering me more money. And sometimes that works because they want to be competitive with the other companies to basically book you as their talent. So those are some tips and tricks you can use to kind of negotiate your contract and also look for a contract that is going to pay you the most bang for your buck. Yes, yes, yes. And it also looks good to them, right? That they're able to fill the position versus right. company XYZ. So it's a win-win for everybody. So exactly. Know so, your worth. <laughs> know your worth. And negotiate it likewise. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. Um, I think 
you know, because I'm not a nurse, I feel like I feel like I'm missing a question. Um, but anything else you can think of, like just to kind of like round up this conversation on um, contracts. Um, what about for other nurses, other types of nurses? Um, is there is it just for LPNs? Is it just for RNs? Absolutely not. Okay. Absolutely not. They have contracts for medical assistants. They have contracts for phlebotomists. They have wow. contracts for laboratory technicians. They have contracts for CNAs. There are administrative role contracts. They have director of nursing contracts. Like there are a slew of contracts out there. If you feel like um, you're tired of sitting in one place, you need a little bit more flexibility. Either you just want to have not be tethered to a company and you want to just be a free agent and just work at your leisure for a certain amount of time and have the power to be like, I want to take a couple of months off and then go back to it, then that's what you should do. No matter if you're a CNA, an LPN, an RN, an NP, a DON, a medical assistant, a lab tech, anybody can go and join a contract. Um, either local or travel is open. Um, healthcare is very vast. I think the pandemic has showed us how much we need it. Although I do feel like nurses still aren't as valued as um, we should be. I do feel like the pandemic has highlighted how much of an asset we are and how much we are needed to quality healthcare. And in that traveling um is the new wave of nursing. Um, I would say it's a lot harder for a new grad to get a contract. They are a little reluctant. I wouldn't say not willing to give you a contract because of your lack of experience into the new grad nurses or new grad lab techs. I would say play up your strengths, go in confident, go in um, sure of yourself and sell yourself in these interviews and just show them that although you are new, you still know your skill. You're still able to perform the job just like any other nurse on the floor. And um, don't take no, keep going. Somebody's going to offer you and that's how you can get your experience. Um, yeah, I would just okay. say it's a bunch of agencies, guys. It's a bunch of ways <laughs> to do it. I feel like just hop on a train, come yeah. to the dark side. So just do your research, guys, and you know, make sure um, you're you're looking around and just being diligent um, about like what you're finding because you don't want to shortchange yourself um, either. All right, so I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. If you can go back to yourself, let's say to you, fifth, nope, not 15, let's do 10. 10 years ago, if you could go back and, and tell yourself something, right? You today, like give yourself any advice or say anything to yourself from 10 years ago, what would you say? Um... If I could say anything to myself 10 years ago, I would say to not be so hung up on how it gets done, but to just do it. Because 10 year 
ago me was a perfectionist and I felt like in order for it to be done or to get done especially being a nurse it had to be the perfect way that I envisioned it and it had to be I graduated um, at 20 because of the age that I went into college I would have graduated at 20 and finished my BSN online I would have graduated with my ADN and finished with my BSN and I would have been a 21 year old nurse Mm -hmm. and I would have been young and because it didn't work out that way the perfect way it kind of made me get discouraged with being a nurse and I feel like that delayed me in getting to where I am now um I feel like don't don't do that to yourself um just get it done yeah. Just go in and get it done. And it doesn't have to be perfect, whether you start off as a CNA to a medical assistant to an LPN to an RN, or if it's just LPN to an RN, however you get there, um, get it done. And don't ever let anybody tell you you're less of a nurse than somebody else because of your title, because you still know your skills. You still learned your um, assessments. You still know your, your, your stuff while you're working. And you have to be confident and walk with confidence in that. And I think those are the main things I would tell my 10 year old. So, yes, that's so good. All right. Any questions for me? No, not at the moment. Okay. That's a first. I know, right? Wow. I always have a question. Always. Yeah. So if you guys are like, um, for all the listeners out there, me and Nika know each other very well, a little too well. I think we're, we're, we're like related or something. Way too well. Yes. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for for coming and talking to the the people today and giving them so much good knowledge and so many good tips on like just another area of nursing and another avenue that they can go in, especially if they feel burnt out, especially if they want to take more control over their career. Um, I appreciate you being here. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the platform and being able to just give nurses and healthcare workers in general more insight on something that's new to a lot of people and could be a lot, a lot intimidating to navigate. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to Optimism Speak. I hope everyone is a little bit more optimistic after hearing this. Um, Nika, did you want to give them some of your um, like social media or do you not want to be found or uh, email to reach you or any way to contact you? I do not want to be found. If you want to contact <laughs> me, you can contact me through Optimism's Peak. Yes. So you guys know my Instagram is underscore Nike dot Marie underscore. Um, and then you also can email me at and Marie, which is and as a Nancy Marie PRM at gmail.com. If you have any questions or any questions for Nika and, you know, want to ask her anything, I talk to her every day. So I will be sure to ask her and I'll I'll give you guys a little uh, summary and, and answer your questions, okay? Thanks for listening to Optimism's Peak. You guys have a good week.